All You Need to Know, the Bloomberg Quint podcast that prepares you for the day's business. Good morning. Here's everything you need to know at the start of your day so you can set off on the right foot. I'm Alex Matthew and this is the Daily Morning Update from Bloomberg Quint. Today's big talking point is going to be the OPEC meeting in Vienna. I'll come back to that. First, let me give you some updates from back home. You've probably read some not-too-flattering reports about Yes Bank in the recent past. Well, it turns out Yes Bank has accused financial newspaper Business Standard of publishing malicious and defamatory news reports, suggesting this was done at the behest of Uday Kotak, the owner of the newspaper and its rival, Kotak Mahindra Bank. In a filing to the stock exchanges, Yes Bank enclosed a letter addressed to senior editors at Business Standard, accusing the newspaper of, in its words, a persistent attack on a public trust institution like Yes Bank, which is going through a transition phase in its life cycle. On to other news. India's Serious Fraud Investigation Office has accused former senior executives of the ILNFS Group of accounting and financial irregularities that eventually led to its ruin. The executives, including former chairman Ravi Parthasarthi, window-dressed financials of the parent, the SFIO said in its interim report submitted to the NCLT. The objective was apparently to show higher profits that helped borrow more. Now, you probably followed this yesterday, but it bears repeating. The Monetary Policy Committee of the RBI kept the benchmark policy rate unchanged for the second consecutive meeting, largely on account of a dramatic turn in crude oil prices and stability in the Indian currency. The monetary policy stance also remains unchanged at calibrated tightening, even though a sharp cut in inflation projections may suggest a pause in interest rates for the foreseeable future. The rupee gained marginally in trade yesterday to close at 70.46 to a dollar, while the yield on the 10-year benchmark government bond declined 13 basis points to 7.44%. On to that news about the OPEC. Saudi Arabia, Russia and other members of the OPEC Plus group have recommended an oil production cut, defying a Twitter plea from President Donald Trump to keep the taps open. But their meeting didn't agree on how big any reduction should be. Oman's oil minister Al Rumi told reporters as he left for Vienna for the OPEC meeting that the group had secured the participation of Russia for six months of output cuts starting in January. He said the group could eventually agree to remove about one million barrels a day from the market, but a delegate from another country said some members believe a smaller reduction is adequate. Ministers from the core OPEC group, which does not include Russia, will meet today to seek a consensus on exactly who will cut and by how much. While Saudi Arabia, the biggest producer in the group, will shoulder most of the burden, the kingdom wants commitments from the other countries before completing a final deal. U.S. equity futures suddenly dropped as trading opened on Thursday in Asia with the S&P 500 index contracts plunging as much as 1.9% on heavy volume before the loss was more than halved. Traders couldn't immediately pinpoint a trigger for a decline of that magnitude, though many cited the arrest of Huawei Technologies Chief Financial Officer Wan Zhao Meng and its implications for U.S.-China trade relations. Meng was arrested in Vancouver in connection with potential violations by the Chinese-based company of U.S. sanctions on Iran, according to Canada's Department of Justice. 
Speaking about that sudden drop in equity futures in the US, some market watchers have pointed to a possible fat finger or that trading was distorted by the restart after Wednesday's closure for cash markets and shortened trading in the equity futures market. The selling pressure was so intense apparently that it forced the exchange to pause trading. That's what data indicates. US markets were shut yesterday for a national day of mourning to honor former President George H.W. Bush. In Asia this morning, the early risers have begun weak, with the Nikkei in Japan losing over a percent and a half. With that, it's over to Darshan Mehta for the trade setup for the day in India. Good morning, Darshan. How's it looking for India this morning? Hi, Alex. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. The U.S. markets were shut yesterday. Europe was trading weak. Uh, Asia is trading weak. The SCX Nifty is muted. Even on the commodity side, crude is down for the second day. Mixed use coming in from the LME commodities. And the Chinese commodities have started weak. So, yes, Alex, expect uh, a slightly muted open as far as our markets are concerned. But some of the stocks that will be in focus, uh, the big one will be REC and PFC. The cabinet will consider the proposal for PFC acquiring the entire government holding in state-owned REC, which will fetch the government around 15,000 crores. So both of them will be in focus today. Power Grid has been declared successful bidder under the tariff-based competitive pricing to establish a transmission system for 2 into 660 megawatt thermal power project and the construction of a 400 kV substation in Uttar Pradesh. Deepak Nitrate will be in focus. China phenol spot prices fall by 27% since the beginning of November till date. And over the, five, over the past five trading sessions, it's fallen close to 7%. Remember, on November 1st, the company had announced commencement of production at its mega plant for phenol and acetone with a capacity of 200,000 um, MTPA for phenol and 120,000 MTPA for acetone. Sagar Cement approves the investment of 150 crore for setting up a new facility in Madhya Pradesh. Lemon Tree Hotels opens a 201-room hotel property in Pune. And the Mint reports that key mine tree investors are looking to sell stake in the company. KKR is the likely investors. In terms of bulk deal, uh, Nomura sold in 47 lakh shares in Inox Wind. The buyer was Prime India Opportunity Fund. In terms of brokerages, Credit Suisse says that post the sharp derating in the tractor division, both Escorts and M&M are trading at attractive valuation. HSBC has hiked the target price on UPL to 880. They say that the strong Latin America performance could continue with more sowing in Brazil. JP Morgan has hiked the target price of Orbindo Pharma to 940 from the earlier 835. And Macquarie, it's a double upgrade on Siemens, they've upgraded it to an outperform from an underperform, and the target price has been hiked to 1128 from the earlier 811. They say that the business mix is steadily moving towards a short cycle product business, and they expect margin recovery to continue, which would drive 13% earnings CAGR over the, over the next two years. But there's much more you need to know before trade actually starts. For that, log on to our website, bloomberquin.com and click on the All You Need to Know tab and you'll be prepared for morning trade. Thanks, Darshan. And thank you all for listening in. This is Alex Matthews signing off. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to All You Need to Know. Did you know that you can listen to the show on the IVM Podcast app? 
on the IVM podcast app along with this we have a number of other shows which you think you'll enjoy listen to Cyrus Says with Cyrus Brocha as the host listen to Pesa Vesa with Anupam Gupta The Scene and the Unseen with Amit Varma or Shunya One hosted by Shiladiti Mukhopadhyay and myself check out the IVM podcast app to get more talk content that you will enjoy <laughs>